you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, June 9th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He's the pride of the Vikings. No, not those Vikings. The Eastern Regional High School Vikings in Voorhees Township in Camden County, New Jersey. I'll find out in a second if I said that right. He's the pride of the Scarlet Knights, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in Piscataway, New Jersey. I know I said that right. I've always wanted to say that out loud. He was a third-round draft pick who has been the pride of the Patriots, the Titans, the Giants, and the Bucks. Today, he's the pride of our show. He's Logan Ryan. Welcome to the pod. Good sir. What's going on? You got it all right, man. From Did the I, high school. Voorhees? Uh, Voorhees? NFL Did I say that before? right? Voorhees, New Jersey. Yes, sir. Right, man. Love it. Love it. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, we're going to rip around the NFL map and prove that our mics are always hot. You'll hear from Cowboys new wideout, Brandon Cooks, who swears he just ran a 4-3-40. From San Francisco 49ers pro wrestler disguised as an NFL tight end, George Kittle. While in San Francisco, we paid a visit to Debo Samuel's biggest critic, none other than... Debo Samuel himself. Logan, I'm going to set you up on some of those clips with your take on those players' respective teams. So get ready for that. But first, this. Rodgers looks upfield, gets the pass away, and intercepted, picked off at the 48-yard line. What a snag, a sliding grab. And the Buccaneers force a turnover. Logan Ryan ambushes a pass from Aaron Rodgers on the Packers' side of midfield. 
Okay, Logan, Ryan, 19 picks in your NFL career so far. The operative clause in that sentence, so far. You spent last year with TB12 and the TB Bucks. You're currently a free agent. Logan, Ryan, if you had a crystal ball, what would you like to see in it? I think I would see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in it this season. I think I'll stay home. I love that. Yeah, and I think um, we should count playoff stats because I have more than 19 picks because I play a lot of playoff games and make big plays in big games. Yeah, yeah. I don't get get why we don't count. I don't get why we count playoff pick sixes and playoff tackles and playoff sacks and five AFC championship games in 10 years and making the playoffs seven out of 10 years. So I think we should count playoff stats for players. We're going to draft a strongly worded letter to whomever will read it and maybe can do something about it. Because you're absolutely right. Uh, Playoff stats mean so, so much. This is a man with two Super Bowl rings, won Super Bowls in 2014 and 2016 with the Patriots. I want to talk to you about that Patriots team, but more specifically, I want to ask you something that tends to cause acute eye rolls in any one of us who isn't a Patriots fan. What is, Logan Ryan, in your estimation and your experience, the Patriot way. Can you help us understand what it actually is? I would say the Patriot way is egoless football. It's all about the team. It's not about fantasy football. It's not about one guy getting all the stats. I think the ball spread around. I think defensively they play players that are best for the game plan. And I think no matter what you did last game, they're going to put the best team out there for the next game and put the best game plan. So some games, that might be set up for me to have a huge game statistically. And then we play another team and my role might be lessened. But if everybody kind of watches how they play, it's obviously sustained success for the years. And I'm watching playoff basketball right now, like we all are. And it reminds me a lot of the heat culture. What is the Miami heat culture? You got guys taking charges. You got undrafted players playing like all-stars. You got guys spreading the ball around. Everybody's accounted for. It's not just a one-man or two-man game. So I think a lot of that is kind of like the Patriot way where the whole team and you have a lot of unheralded players that'll step up in big moments because they rely on everybody. You know, to reference what you talked about a little bit before, let's put a finer point on it. You played in 16 playoff games so far in your career. Two picks. You have a touchdown. So clearly one of those is a pick six. Was that with the Titans? Yeah, so the Tennessee Titans, 2019, um, we're playing the wild card game in Foxborough. I'm back to where I got drafted. We're winning the game, surprisingly, to many, I believe. Um, Tom Brady is their quarterback. He throws a ball to Muhammad Sanu. There's probably less than a minute left in the game. The Patriots are down by, I'm not sure, but they need a touchdown to probably win the game or extend the game. Um, So this is vintage two-minute Tom Brady. Everyone's kind of scared to death of what is about to come. Brady in the end zone. Takes the snap. Looks, fires. Throws the ball to Muhammad Sanu, my college roommate. Pass batted up in the air, intercepted. Mike Vrabel is yelling the slide because the game is realistically over if I go down. Right. I instead score a touchdown because all DBs would rather score than slide. Touchdown Titans, Logan Ryan with nine seconds to go. And that puts us up two scores with less than 10 seconds left, I believe. And that ends up being Tom Brady's last pass as a New England Patriot. The Tennessee Titans have come into the Vipers' den and they have knocked out the champions. Is that the pick that you are most proud of? I think I think it's the interception that I'm most 
probably in my career, probably the biggest play of my career, probably most uh, remembered for thus far, for the Titans franchise, for the Patriots franchise, obviously the relationship with me and Tom Brady. So I think that's what I'll be most remembered for. Most proud of might, might be my first one, just because it was my in my first NFL start. And I was back against the Jets in MetLife, where I'm from New Jersey. So my first NFL start to get an 80-yard pick six was pretty cool. Ivory to the left of Smith from the gun. Two receivers to the right. Has the snap. Under pressure across the middle. That pass to the near side. Picked off. A juggling interception. And this will be a pick six down the left sideline. And it's the rookie Logan Ryan on the run. To the 15. To the 10. To the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Your first pick was an 80-yard pick six. Yeah, we're playing the New York Jets. This is in 2013. I get drafted to New England Patriots. They have a keep to lead back corner. Kyle Arrington, Afonso Denard, Razai Dowling, um, a really talented group that came off of obviously a good team. And they essentially tell me, we don't need you at all this year, rookie, play special teams. I said, okay. So I was doing my job, playing special teams. And then Aqib Tlaib gets an injury, and I make my first start week seven, week eight against New York Jets. Geno Smith, New York Jets. Rex Ryan, New York Jets. And uh, I can't remember the receiver's name. But he ran a backside slant route on me. I was in press coverage. I stayed square. The receiver's always supposed to cross your face. He didn't cross my face. I crossed his. Gino threw a slant where he's supposed to. I beat the receiver to the ball. I ran 80 yards. Chandler Jones is chasing me. Devin McCourty's chasing me. I had so much time to run. I really didn't know what I was going to do. I ended up doing the Marshawn Lynch celebration. Grabbed my crotch. Welcome back to New Jersey. Logan Ryan, product of Rutgers. Uh, ended up getting a... Ended up getting a $10,000 fine in the mail. So my first interception cost me $10,000. But I also had five interceptions as a rookie and led to AFC. So I was the start of it, uh, of a great career and a great rookie season. Oh, my and goodness. And an expensive interception at that. Okay, you have two Super Bowl rings. We mentioned that before. How special of an event does it need to be? What does it require for you to put them on? Yeah, it requires a wedding or a charity event. I don't wear them often. I actually just wore them the other day because I was at a, I was at a Bis, uh, Kathy Bissell and the Bissell Pet Foundation. I do a lot for animals, and she has a lot of animal welfare, and they invited me to their event in Grand Rapids, Michigan yesterday. And I took uh, approximately 300 pictures with people wearing the rings or let them wear the rings or whatever. So it is a showstopper, and you don't get to go far when you're wearing them, so I don't wear them too often. Okay, uh, you can only keep one for whatever reason. Go with me on the hypothetical. Yeah. Um, does one mean more to you than the other, 2014 or 2016, and why? I would say 2016 means more to me. One, it's a 28-3 to comeback. It's the greatest comeback of all time, in my opinion, the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Secondly, I just had a much bigger role. We talked about roles uh, for the New England Patriot, and – in 2014, I had a smaller role of being a complimentary piece on the team and, and obviously getting in games and closing games out. But in 2016, I led the team in almost every defensive stat. I led the team in tackles, led the team in interceptions. I led the team in pass breakups. So I just was a huge cog of the defense, I felt like. And um, obviously, we had to play a really convincing second half in overtime in order to come back 25 points and win the game. So I would just say 2016 meant more to me just because of my role on the team. But obviously, I, I never really get asked to choose. Well, of course not. I 
That's why, you know, idiots like me ask you impossible questions <laughs> based on ridiculous hypotheticals. But you know yeah. what? In a way, Logan Ryan, you've, you've been caught. You've been snared by your own trap. Because as you described the Patriot way before as egoless football, you then have proceeded to remind us about your stats in the playoffs. And, right. And, right? And, and remind me that I should include those stats when introducing you. And by the way, you're absolutely right. And then you've also reminded me that in 2016 – that means more to you because of your larger role, because you led the team in all of these important statistics. And I point that out not to shame you, of course, at all, but just to remind the listener that what a conflict it must be for a man as talented as you and all of the players who find themselves wearing the colors in Foxborough to play egoless football. Because you know how good you are. You know how hard you've worked, and you know how hard you work on a daily basis to get out there and be ready on Sunday and Monday and Thursdays and in the playoffs. But you also know that your role is ultimately we before me. I find that to be an interesting mashup of maybe conflicting emotions. Yeah, I can correct you on one point, though, because in 2016, I earned that role. So it took four years to carve out that role. It took a lot of practice reps. It took a lot of starts with a smaller role, it took coming off the bench earlier in my career, having starts, doing good, my first start, earning more opportunities. So I felt like after four years of being there, a couple years of being the start, I earned a bigger role in the defense. I earned some plays called for me, um, for me to shine. So it was more of an opportunity where the defense was set up for me to shine because I've proven through years of reps and opportunities and being a six man and being whatever you want to call it, I earned a bigger role. So I felt like um, it just meant more for me because of the the expectations of me and the role that I was given, but it was earned. So that's the only difference. Uh, I was all about, it's still about we, but it's about the role that you earn. It's about embracing your role. You know what I love so much about this listener is that you are hearing from Logan Ryan this POV from the secondary. Secondary is primary. They see the field. We always talk about quarterbacks, their vision, how they see the field. Well, just reverse it and go to the strong safety position and imagine what Logan Ryan is seeing and feeling, what he sees in front of him. That is the reverse perspective the reverse pov and so all of his analysis is coming from that point of view and it is downright fascinating i'm something of a numerologist more just as a hobby and as an interest not because i really know anything about it you are sitting listener he is sitting in a room right now with a framed picture of a rutgers jersey behind him you of course hail from rutgers did you wear number 11 in college why 11 i did wear 11 i don't it was uh you know 11 was my my basketball number going up, I was a point guard and I always wore 11. So honestly, it was just, it was given to me and it was, and I chose it because of my basketball number, but the other football numbers I had weren't, weren't available. So I kind of took it and ran with it. Okay. Uh, 11 is my lucky number. So I, I really love that that's there. Now you wore predominantly 26. You did wear 23 for one of the teams, but 26, why 26? Is there a story behind it? Is there meaning, special meaning behind that Jersey number for you? Yeah, I remember I wanted number 22 because I wore 11 in college and um, Stephen Ridley had number 22. So I asked the Patriots for number 20. I believe the jersey was retired or I just wasn't given it. I was given 26. It was all my in my locker. So I remember I was telling my parents, I don't like this number. I'm going to when someone gets cut in camp, I'm going to change numbers or whatever. Find what else is available. And I remember I was driving to the airport one day in Boston, and it was Logan International Airport, and it was exit 26. So I said, man, that's a sign. I got to keep this 
I got to keep this jersey because Exit 26, you know, Logan International. I'm going to have a billboard here one day. I said, I'm going to win Super Bowls. I'm a billboard by Logan International of number Exit 26. It's going to be my jersey number. I never got the billboard, but I kept 26 my whole career because of it. I thought it was a sign of good, good faith and good omen, and I won some Super Bowls. So part of my vision, that's why you aim high, you know, because even if you fail, you still land in the stars. I love this. Okay. You played with Brady in New England. You, pray, you played with Brady in Tampa. Your perspective from the secondary, I should think, is unique in terms of your ability to assess strengths and weaknesses of a quarterback, knowing to stay square and jump the route and pick off a guy like Geno Smith on a perfectly run slant. You have that vision. You have those instincts. Talk to me about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., the LFG kid. Let's go! Does he inspire his teammates? And if so, how? Is it resume? Is it respect? Or is it something else altogether? Yeah, it's, it's called EQ, emotional intelligence. He has an extremely high emotional intelligence. Obviously, he's an extremely hard worker and extremely skilled player. Which, But I believe the emotional intelligence of using his teammates and getting the best out of his teammates and inspiring his teammates is what, what's given him seven Super Bowls and not two. It's not just talent. So... He, he gets to know each and one of his teammates. Uh, he pushes you in practice. He competes, but he also loves on you. And uh, he makes everybody feel like they have a role to do. And he doesn't act like he's bigger than a team. If we have to hand the ball off 40 times and he throws for 200 yards and one interception, I mean, one interception, 200 yards, and just one touchdown, and doesn't have the best stats in the, in the NFL that week, that doesn't bother him. Winning is his biggest goal and his biggest mission, and he's about the we, and I think his teammates can embrace that. And he's about that. being... He takes criticism well and he works on it. And I think when your star players are able to be criticized, that holds everyone else accountable. You know, we heard stories that kind of crept out of Foxborough that sometimes Bill Belichick would make a point of upbraiding Brady in a meeting, almost as a way of proving to the young guys around that, yes, this legend, this Super Bowl champion, this future Hall of Famer, this gold jacketeer, he too is not above criticism. But from you, what I'm hearing is Brady accepted it, owned it, took it well, and that allowed the rest of you to realize, well, shit, if Brady's getting this, then I can handle it too. Well, yeah, if Brady's getting it, it's going to come to me too. <laughs> Belichick just parades bad football. You know, Brady, I don't know if he's making a point out of Brady or not, but if you're putting bad football on tape, you're subject to, you know, to be shown on tape of playing bad football. That's for the quarterback. That's for the center. That's for the rookie corner. So, uh, yeah, Brady was on that tape sometimes. I was on that tape a bunch. Uh, we all were, and he was no different. It was no special. He wasn't more special uh, in the film room than anyone else. We were all about putting good football on tape, and I think uh, collectively we did that more than we didn't. Take me into those rooms. There you are. All 53 of you, you're all held to the same standard depending on what, what team room you're in. But specific to the Patriots, let's say. You come out of every game knowing when you excelled, knowing when you didn't. The mistakes that you made, I should think that nobody was more acutely aware of mistakes that you made in a game than you yourself. Do you learn anything from those moments or had you already learned when it happened to begin with? Yeah, you know how they say corners or defensive backs need to have a short-term memory and <laughs> yes. be able to play? I have the longest memory in the history of a defensive back. I have like an elephant's memory. I have a long-term memory. I do the opposite. So I remember every way I was beat, and I make sure you don't beat me again twice that way. So 
after a game, I might watch the tape. You can ask my wife. I come home immediately and I watch the tape two or three times before I go then talk to family or before I go then eat dinner or whatever it might be, go out. I go and get that out the way to see what's coming, see what I did and learn from my mistakes so I can accept it. I can learn from it and move on and take the criticism or take what it is. So it's not that the coaches or Belichick would just show bad tape, meaning you got beat. It's what you got beat on, meaning if you competed and a guy beat you one-on-one, -on -one, like in basketball, if a guy makes a good shot and you've made it a tough shot, that's not going to be on tape. That's football. But if you're getting beat, if you're going to force a guy left and he beats you to the right and you're supposed to be forcing him left, those are the things that we can't give up. That, that, that breaks the structure of the defense, the integrity of the defense. No one's there to help me. I'm not pushing them to my help. That's the stuff that they're going to really show. If I show really bad effort, or if I don't go and I'm not running to the ball or I'm not putting my hat on the ball or trying to tackle anybody, I'm out there just taking plays off. That's the stuff. Those are things that you can't allow yourself to become. Those are the little mental things that you got to push yourself and hold yourself to a high standard. But errors on the field, getting out-competed on a ball, you know, that's football. Those aren't the things you should worry about. That's just going to happen. They get paid too. But the stuff that breaks the integrity of the defense, if you show bad effort, those are things you need to be ashamed of as a player. And those are things you need to learn from. Is effort the secret sauce? Is effort the thing that turns a good player great and a great player into a legend? Yeah, I think effort's a huge part of it. It's effort and uh, details, you know? Uh, you can work extremely hard, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to go really far. So it's also uh, smart work and working on those details, um, executing the details of the play with high effort, and you'll play a long time. Uh, you heard what the man said, listener, uh, Logan Ryan. After games, he would watch the game film one or two times before re-engaging with his family, which I assume in some ways during the season, maybe you're not a whole hell of a lot of fun for the next few, for a couple hours after the final whistle. Um, but uh, I think right there, that for me is proof of what the Patriot way is. That is proof of what the Logan Ryan way is. That is commitment. That is effort. That is about the details. That is how you string together a career the likes of which Logan Ryan has. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. 
All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Labor with free agent, strong safety, Logan Ryan. Intercepted. The Patriots have the theft by Logan Ryan. And the next topic is 2023. They say that revenge is a dish best served cold. Well, prediction is a dish best served bold. Here we go. Rapid fire. Are you ready, Logan Ryan? Let's go. The Let's team in the NFL most likely to go from worst to to first i'm happy to remind you if you need in the afc the teams that finished last in their respective divisions the new york jets the denver broncos the cleveland browns the houston texans in the nfc the teams that finished last in their respective divisions the washington commanders my washington commanders the arizona cardinals the chicago bears and the atlanta falcons what say you the team most likely to go from worst to first it happens nearly every year does one of those teams stand out as most likely to succeed i would say two of them stand out one of them plays in a higher division than the other so i would go with the atlanta falcons atlanta falcons what was the other team though that's in the thought bubble there the jets obviously good team no, wh- good- why obvious <laughs> they got a good team, got a good defense. They got a, a much uh, the biggest upgrade of quarterback that they could have made in the offseason of any team. So I think that's going to obviously jump them up to be an extremely competitive, good team this year. But they have a tough schedule and they play in a tough division. So it's hard to win that division with the people in it, but they'll be up there competing for it. It depends on what list you look at, but Logan, you're absolutely right with regards to the schedule. It's a very good comment because, listener, I if you don't know, go check it out. The Jets and the Giants have, depending on what list you're looking at, the first and second hardest schedules in the NFL this year. So it is no easy ride for number eight, who used to be number 12, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Let's ask the reverse of that or the inverse of that, whatever the right word is. We talked about worst to first. He's putting the Falcons and the Jets on blast in a good way. Well, what about first to burst because that happens too i'm going to read you the division winners from 2022 tell me who you think is most likely to have the hardest fall from grace in the nfc the eagles the niners the vikings and the buccaneers in the afc the bills the chiefs the Bengals, and the jags Mm. now a lot of people would say reflexively logan and you may not want to hear this that the bucks are the obvious answer because a Bucks team without TB12 how could they possibly succeed and win a division again I would say the Vikings interesting I would I, I wouldn't you know what I wouldn't disagree with that I just don't think they're going to win as many games as they did last year 
I think they were really hot last year, and I think the playoffs showed they weren't as good as a team um, as their record might have been. I mean, they, they won those games, so that is their record. But when it came to playoff football, there were some games where they played really good teams and they weren't competitive. And I think that streak of losing by that much, it caught up to them, obviously, and they didn't have a really – you know, they lost to the Giants in the playoffs. And I think they probably thought that they were better than the Giants – I don't know if the Giants necessarily thought they could win that game, but obviously they did. So I think that was a pretty a pretty shocking uh, playoff game. It but was, I think that the Vikings maybe weren't as legit as the record showed. You know, it's funny because you, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're onto something. They won 11 games, if memory serves, by one score or less. And probability, arithmetic, and history suggest that that cannot, will not happen again, especially in a division with the Lions with the Bears on the come and of course with the Packers who are desperate to prove that they will succeed without Aaron Rodgers which takes me to the question about the Bucks. Yeah. if you look into your crystal ball what you would like to see is Logan Ryan wearing number 26 in Tampa Bay again in 2023 I hope that happens for you but what would you say to those Bucks fans and to the NFL naysayers who think that the Bucks are, without doubt, most likely to go from division winner to division sinner, most likely to fall down into the cellar because of the absence of Tom Brady? Give Bucks fans more hope than maybe some of them feel today. Yeah, I think the Bucks need to remember. I mean, I think the Bucks fans need to remember they have a great head coach in Todd Bowles, and I think this is going to be more of a Todd Bowles team than last year was a Todd Bowles team, meaning it's going to be a defensive team. They have great uh, powerhouse, probably the two best pair of corners in the league, young corners that can cover. I think you're going to see that. Antoine Winfield is one of the best safeties in the league, and I'm sure his salary will show that pretty soon. And then obviously Todd Bowles is known for his blitz packages and his exotic defenses, and that's going to have to shine this year, obviously, with Tom Brady not at quarterback. But – you're bringing in the Seahawks offensive coordinator. You couldn't expect a Seahawks-type offense from last year. Run the ball, play action. I think Baker Mayfield's a good fit for that. Kyle Trask as well. So, yeah, you might not see as much firepower from the Bucks from two years ago with the star power and all the big names and the Hall of Famers. But I do think you'll see a more of a Todd Bowles-esque team, a tougher team, a competitive team. And I just think with the division that they're in, I don't know there's anyone in a division that scares me. I think the Bucks always play the Saints well. Evenly matched. The Panthers obviously are going to be better, but they're a tough team, and Atlanta's going to be a tough team. So it looks like you're going to have four gritty, tough teams uh, in a division. You got to see how that plays out. But I think Todd Bowles is definitely a defensive guru and a, and a coaching advantage there, where you're going to see more of his spin on things this year. Logan Ryan, defensive player, strong safety, bullish on Todd Bowles, and says that this 2023 incarnation of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be more of a Todd Bowles team, and that is a good thing. You referenced the NFC South. No team in that division really scares you, and I think that's a fair comment. I think a lot of people would say that currently the New Orleans Saints may be the team to beat, but again, that's on paper. You must roll your eyes when you hear people like me talk about this on paper stuff because it doesn't really add up to anything. But we are talking about a division that will have four new starting quarterbacks. Desmond Ritter in Cincinnati. He was out there for a little while, but he will start the season as their starting quarterback, and that was not right. the case, of course, in 2022. 
Derek Carr, D.C., will be in New Orleans. Bryce Young, of course, we expect to start and lead the Panthers out there week one. Let's talk about Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Do you have a horse in the race? Maybe instead of choosing, just give the message to whomever ends up being the starting quarterback. It looks like it's probably going to be Baker. If you have any insight, please share it. But what is your message to a young man who is being asked to do the impossible and fill shoes that simply cannot be filled? Yeah, I would say they got to play their game. You know, it's not even going to be the same offense. Tom Brady has, you know, created and helped do his own offense, no huddle, uh, spread the ball around, pick apart the defense. That's just not going to be the same offense. So you can't even try to replace that or try to even – you got to understand what your role is. That's probably not to turn the ball over. That's probably to have great play action and, and, and really push the ball downfield. You have Mike Evans, who is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You have Chris Godwin, who's consistent as they come. So you have 2,000-yard receivers on the outside, and you got an improved offensive line. So your job is to facilitate the ball, and you have two receivers who can win. So at the end of the day, you just got to play your game. and not Whatever quarterback turns the ball over less in camp will be the starting quarterback. I, I can't tell you that's going to be. I'm not there, obviously, but I think that's going to be your starting quarterback, and they need to do a good job of facilitating the game and giving their players a chance to succeed. Lions, Dolphins, Jets, I think we can probably agree these are the darlings of the offseason, the teams that are buzzing with well buzz, teams that are equal parts hope and hype right now of the Lions, Dolphins, and Jets. Who would you be most willing to buy stock in who's worth the emotional investment? You talked about the Jets before. Is that the obvious answer? Or do you like a little bit of Lions? Do you like a little bit of Dolphins in your diet as well? I love the Dolphins. I love their scheme. They're the 49ers, but faster. Interesting. I love yeah, they, they may be the fastest team in the NFL. Can we just agree yeah, right yeah. now? Yes, they are, without a doubt. Waddle is – Tyreek Hill is obviously as good as advertised, but Waddle is is just as scary good. And um, that puts a lot of threat on you. And then obviously you, the running game, like you don't even think about the running game because of the speed at wide receiver, but they have the 49ers run scheme, which is the best run scheme in the NFL. So that puts a lot of pressure on you. The, the Obviously we know – the key with the Dolphins is if Tua can stay healthy and can be out there consistently. And I think that is just something we don't know. We got to see. You you wish for that. You hope for that. You don't think like that. Usually when you're picking teams, you assume everybody's going to be healthy every year, right? But that's just not the reality of the NFL. So it's really going to be based on how healthy Tua stays. If he's healthy, I'm going to pick Miami out of that bunch. But just off of history and consistency, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets because I feel like he'll be out there. And I feel like, you know, he's proven that he can win close games. I think what Aaron Rodgers does best is when his team has a one-score lead, he operates the four-minute offense. I watch so many Green Bay games where they have the ball with seven minutes left and the team doesn't get the ball back. People don't understand how hard that is to do. You see these games that there's three possessions back and forth in the last six minutes of the game because they punt, and then they punt, and then they punt. Then there's a minute left, you see a crazy throw, and usually Aaron Rodgers is making that crazy throw. So he gives you so much, so many chances in the last – five minutes of the game just to win it or to hold on to the league because he's really smart at ending games. Let's talk Dallas Cowboys. They are the capital of annual off-season hope and hype. Yes. Uh, they are an annual study in the power of promotion. Logan Ryan, are they all hype or is there real hope in Dallas this season? I think there's real hope. I think there's real hope. I think um, I love Stefan Gilmore across from Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Because Stephon Gilmore is as consistent on-body player as there is. There's no easy completions against 
Stephon Gilmore. And if that gets tiring for quarterbacks, you go on the other side. And obviously, Trayvon Diggs no longer has to follow number one receivers. You have Gilmore there. And he can play the ball a little bit more. He can play his game. And he's proven that he's he gets more interceptions than he gives up. And that's scary. And obviously, you have Michael Parsons. So that defense, wherever Dan Quinn goes, they get a lot of turnovers. So we obviously know what they have on defense. I think Dak is a very good quarterback. Obviously, Tony Pollard coming back healthy. And I love the uh, addition of Brandon Cooks. I saw what T.Y. Hilton did for them last year, obviously, in the playoffs against us. And in, in general, he added more speed on the field. And Brandon Cooks has even more of that at this age. So I think he really opens things up and puts C.D. Lamb more in the slot role and able to do the possession receiving. He's a great yards after the catch runner. So I really like the additions that the Cowboys made. I think they made really good additions for their team. I don't know if it's the splashiest moves in the world, but they're two really good fits for what they were looking for. That's what Logan Ryan has to say about the Cowboys. You heard Logan Ryan name check Brandon Cooks. Well, we just happen to have a clip from Brandon Cooks right here. What has stood out to you so far about Dak Prescott, the way he throws the ball, his work ethic? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a special thrower, but one of the things that stood out right away, his leadership. You know, like I said, I, I'll follow that guy into the line of fire just because the way that he works, he don't just talk about it, but he, he beats about it as well. Um, and I got a lot of respect for him from that aspect. All right, we talk about your vertical speed. Before I let you go, what are you clocking these days, Brandon? No question. 4-3, no, no doubt about it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And with me today, free agent, strong safety, Logan Ryan. Play fake, a throw to the near side. Ball picked off by Logan Ryan. Diving break on the ball. He's got it. Has he stepped in front of Eric Decker? He's got it. Patriots take over. This place is berserk. And the next topic is unfortunate nicknames. The Cleveland Browns long referred to as the mistake by the lake. Uh, Logan, can we put that nickname aside this season? Can we make Clevelanders... Believe lenders. Mm. 
Yeah, I think so, man. I, I think Deshaun Watson's a really good player, and I, I just don't think we saw that last year, right? I just don't think he was himself. Obviously, there was a layoff there. So I think he's going to get back to what he does, and that's being a, a really transcendent player in the NFL. Then obviously Nick Chubb and the defense. Uh, they added some pieces on that defense. So I've always liked Cleveland these last couple of years. Stefanski's a really good coach, and they're a tough team. So I think Cleveland, I think those fans have something to be hopeful for. From your perspective in the secondary, is it time, Logan Ryan, for an NFL wide receiver to be the NFL MVP? Would you say that Justin Jefferson belongs on the short list of preseason candidates for the most valuable player? Does he belong there? Is he not the only one? If there is another wide receiver who belongs on that list, who is it and why? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that he could have won MVP last year. I mean, all they do is keep breaking each other's records, or Cooper Cup could have won MVP a couple years ago. All they do is shatter records that have never been shattered before, and they just get Offensive Player of the Year. So we know MVP is a quarterback award. We know Defensive MVP is a defensive end award, right? I think Trayvon Diggs could have got an MVP when you get 10 interceptions. That's really hard to do. You don't see that every year. So, yes, I think it is time for a receiver or someone, Christian McCaffrey, anybody that's not a quarterback, who isn't sent? Who isn't breaking every quarterback record or something? I think it is time for a different position to get some love there. I agree. I think another one could be uh, a Tyreek Hill if Miami's really well, doing well as a team. He does a lot for their team. I think he came in and obviously put the Dolphins into a different category of how we talk about them. And he's a wide receiver that came in and changed that. You don't see that all the time. Speed kills. Speed thrills. Logan Ryan is putting Tyreek Hill on the short list for preseason MVP. Yes, you agree with me along with Justin Jefferson? I do. You name-checked Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. You saw how the season ended for the Niners team, for Niners fans, and it wasn't just heartbreaking. It was demoralizing to know that you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball. Let's put that in the rearview mirror. Let's put that in the past. Let's talk about the future for the San Francisco 49ers. They go into the season with question marks at quarterback. Who will the quarterback be if all things were equal and everybody was healthy? Well, Kyle Shanahan says it would probably be Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy is still rehabilitating from that UCL, that ulnar collateral ligament that we normally associate with Major League Baseball pitchers. So we've got Sam Darnold there, and of course we have Trey Lance sort of waiting to be the, the person that we thought he was going to be when he was drafted, when they made a move to draft him early in the draft that year. Talk to me about the Niners. Are you bullish on the Niners? Are the are they the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles? Or perhaps maybe they're the team to beat in the NFC. What's your take on San Francisco? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, I think the Niners is always so tough. Well coached. They have a system that they run that is really hard to defend. And they have great players with the balls with the ball in their hands. So I think it was and, and a great defense. But D'Amico Ryan's obviously is gone and he was a huge part of that. So I think the Niners will be Niners will be a playoff team and Niners will be up there. Um, but obviously with Brock Purdy coming off an elbow, we got to see how far he can even throw the ball after that. I have no idea. I don't know what it's like relating to pitchers and stuff like that. I don't know if there's any drop off. So we got to see how that quarter, quarterback position looks. We got to see how Brock Purdy looks with more than seven starts under his belt. But he was pretty darn good last year. But some of that rookie magic might wear off. We'll see. I mean, I think it's a big year for them. And I think for the quarterback to see, but if he is at the level that he was last year for that half the season, then they'll be the biggest contender to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
That's what Logan Ryan has to say about the San Francisco 49ers. We'll turn the mic over now to George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Last offseason really wasn't uh, really a lot of stuff was going on and not put myself in the position that I was last year for is not really working hard. But uh, the main focus this year is just to get back to, you know, um, the summer of what I did in 2021, not, not even the season, just yet alone the summer of getting back to the groove of things and getting back in the routine. I think Trey looks significantly better than he did last year. Um, I really do. I think he's, his confidence is there. I think that um, he's throwing really good passes. I know you guys take videos sometimes. He overthrows people once in a while. Hey, it is what it is. He's still learning and stuff. But I mean, just watching him, he just looks so much more comfortable and confident in the pocket. And I really appreciate that from him, from all the work that he's put into it. Um, I think all of our quarterbacks, I know I saw one of you guys had a stat that Brandon Allen didn't have any completion yet. That's pretty cool for him, too. But I think all of our quarterbacks are playing well. But like I said, I think Trey's, he just looks comfortable back there. And he doesn't look like, um, he just looks like he's having fun. And I really appreciate that from him because when he's out there having a good time, it definitely brings up everyone around him. Okay, Logan, Ryan, I want to ask you a question that is probably unfair to ask. But I think from your perspective, you may have a nuanced answer that will make me feel a little bit less like an a-hole for asking it. <laughs> Why do coaches that come from the Belichick tree tend not to do very well once they leave Foxborough? I ask you this question because you played for Mike Vrabel, and Mike Vrabel may be the outlier to that assumption. Yeah, I think it lies in the fact that when you're trying to set culture, and I think they're coming in and trying to set a lot of culture, I think they're coming in trying to demand a lot from accountability from the star players, and it's not like that all around the NFL. They're coming in telling the guys, yeah, now you have to practice, and yeah, now you're going to get called out in front of people, and they're not used to that. And I think at the same time, you need to make sure that you're generating points on offense. It's an offensive league. And you got to make sure that your quarterback feels confident about himself. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everyone can get called out in front of his peers and go out there and light up the scoreboard. Not everyone has that switch, that Jordan, that Kobe Bryant switch. Tom Brady has that switch. So you got to make sure that the quarterback feels comfortable. And I think a lot of times these guys have went in different situations and didn't have the quarterback that they wanted or had the quarterback performing like they want. Because at the end of the day, guys, that quarterback needs to score those points in order for the system to work. I think it can work on the defensive side. I think you can do that, but I think you need to make sure you're scoring points on offense. I don't know if Matt Patricia was scoring points in Detroit. I don't know if Josh McDaniel scored enough points last year in Vegas. I know Joe Judge, we weren't scoring enough points on offense. So Mike Vrabel, he made a quarterback change and decided to go from Mariota to Tannehill and give the ball to Derrick Henry every play. And that ended up propelling our success in Tennessee. And we were a defensive team who ran the ball and he figured out the identity. He wasn't afraid to change or step on you know toes. So I think when you come in, the quarterback needs to feel comfortable and confident in his job security. And I don't think they've always made that quarterback feel that or they had the right quarterback for the job. The last bold prediction I will ask of you, and we will not hold you to it after today. I promise you. <laughs> Please finish the sentence, Logan Ryan. I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 season ended like what? Who do you think will have the best chance of winning Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas? Yeah, man, that's, that's tough. You're talking about a guy who could potentially play, you know, this year. But I don't know who I'm playing for. Don't know when I'm playing yet. So I'm going to play along and put a prediction out there. I think that this is the year 
that the Buffalo Bills might end up in that game. I think their fan base deserves it. I think they don't have too many more years to go all in with the roster they have. I love Leonard Floyd, who they just signed. Who knows? Maybe D-Hop is headed there as well. So I think I, I want to give it to Buffalo being in that game because they have a great fan base and a great team of good guys. And I think um, they've been knocking on the door there. And then who they play against, I don't know. The Bucks might end up in there. Who knows? But maybe the Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. So I think the Bills have a year that this is the year we could be talking about them. It is a year to believe, says Logan Ryan. That's his bold prediction here in June of 2023. Will we hold him to it? Of course not. We're going to see how his offseason ends up. We're going to see what jersey he ends up in. That jersey may just be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey that he wore in 2022. But I'll tell you what just happened when you said what you said. Uh, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey are nodding to themselves. That sly nod of, yeah, that's right. This is our year. And you know what else just happened? Travis Kelsey just called you a jabroni. Okay. So I want to thank today's special guest, the free agent, strong safety, a man who is perfectly suited to take my job and a whole bunch of my colleagues' jobs uh, from them. You're a special dude. Logan Ryan, thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I want to invite the listener to join us next week when we throw back open the doors to TA Summer School. There is a lot of NFL terminology and jargon that I really should have asked Logan about, but I can't take the guy for two hours. Uh, we'll have him back again, I promise you. But we will make you smarter NFL fans next week. Till then, take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.